0: On this episode of the Nomcast, we fight the battle of who is all that as we bring in film critic and return guest Colby Mack to discuss he's all that versus she's all that. Plus, we give you all the latest nostalgia news with stuff like the Bob Ross documentary, Say by the Bell, coming to Netflix, and much more as we crank up the Wayback Machine for a really fun episode that starts right now! Hello, and welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at Nomcast Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Alright, here to drop it like it's F Scott, which I can only assume means being a destructive alcoholic, is our chief nostalgia correspondent, Mr. Colby Mac. How are you, sir?
1: yo 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 what up it's your boy colby mack and i'm i'm back
0: <laughs> yeah remind me again how were the 1920s for the black community and the you know was that good it was pretty epic right <laughs>
1: Oh, I mean, it wasn't good at all. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to remember in that scene, like what black folk were there. I I mean, I guess Alden was like half there. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. When I saw her parents pop up, I don't know if it matches who she is in real life, but in real life, she's half black. Yeah. So,
1: So, yeah, that's a a choice. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) it is. Like
1: it's F. Scott.
0: Well, obviously we let that out of the bag that we are here to talk about He's All That, the gender swap remake of She's All That, the 1999 classic rom-com. I guess we'll kind of put it that way. It's classic to certain people, but I wanted to kind of say, like I said it up top, you are kind of the chief nostalgia correspondent, partially tongue-in-cheek, but also because, you know, we kind of went through this in a way where you came on to do Love Guaranteed many a moon ago. It feels like that anyway. <laughs> and, you know, we were kind of reminiscing about She's All That and you're kind of like my girl RLC. That's where it's at, man. And then, yeah, man. And then a few months after that, we did a News and Notes episode where it dropped that this movie was coming out uh, and coming to Netflix and we kind of circled that one on the calendar. And now that day has come, and boy, uh, is the internet divided. I don't think we're divided, but we'll get there. But it's also a huge just nostalgia dump week for Netflix. It's weird. We were kind of talking off air about it. I watched the Bob Ross documentary, which, you know, I don't know if you've seen it uh Colby but you know
1: or, I haven't or, seen it the only time that I ever remember watching Bob Ross was like somehow when I was waiting for Barney to come on from PBS
0: <laughs> fair point uh I also uh they show it in the documentary too at one point he was doing like these interstitials for MTV back in the day where he would just paint happy little trees and it was just these kind of like moments of zen uh for, for MTV with Bob Ross so it's was like that was the first time I really like kind of knew who Bob Ross was. Um, but yeah, watching the documentary, man, I was like, God, I kind of want to watch his videos and start painting. I was really into <laughs> it. Like he's so captivating and so nice. And the and the crux of the story, I don't know how much you know, I didn't I didn't no, want to like look nothing. it up before I watched it, but man, his family and this couple that like kind of co-opted his likeness rights and all these things like basically just tried to erase uh, him and his family like off like basically just treat him like he never died when he died and he died like uh, of cancer, like right after his wife died of cancer. It's a heartbreaking story of how they kind of just take over and, you know, the family just trying to fight for the legacy of Bob Ross and it's tough man it's it's a tough watch at the end melissa mccarthy and her husband uh they actually produced that one it's it's worth a watch if you're if you're into the thought of it um because it's always weird when they're like hey it's a bob ross documentary but it also has you know greed and betrayal in the title and you're like holy crap did someone die what's going on (laughs) so i had to turn i I
1: only really i feel like that bob ross came back into like pop culture because of deadpool does he make a cameo in this documentary at all? For
0: sure. Well, yeah, because they show all the ways that they've kind of seen Bob Ross over the years in you know this kind of like nostalgia play way, or even when he was live and or dead, and they kind of run through it like how he's just this kind of pop culture icon as well as you know a painting icon, and it, that's where it gets kind of weird because it's like yeah, a lot of that stuff we're seeing now, it's like cool. I'm glad all that money's going to his family. Whoops is not sorry and and it's going to these like horrible people and it makes me feel real bad that i'm like so if i bought the bob ross deadpool funko for my brother is that like weird am i giving (laughs) the money to the wrong people what am i doing so it's all very very tough to, to to sift through but it was it was good stuff to watch anyway it was entertaining even though it's someone's life crumbling that's a weird way to put it <laughs> but i'm with there also hey. man like cobra kai season five got confirmed ahead of season four uh i'm just starting to kind of watch that i'm not even close to season four but you know
1: i'm not i haven't even started season one yeah so i i, I feel like I'm, I'm so late to the train i want to wait for like the train to stop and then and i'll take my time to kind of get to it yes yeah I,
0: I I felt that way. And that's why I waited for so long. But I'm like, this seems that it's going to keep going and going. And I kind of wanted to see a little uh, taste of it because uh, Taylor Buchanan right. here is in, that's right. in Cobra Kai. So I was like, all right, let me check it out. But yeah, I guess you know they get such good numbers on it and people enjoy so it. Why so why did much.
1: YouTube let that go again?
0: I, I think they just want to <laughs> be out of the game. I think they just wow. start going back to basics. I don't know. like Dang. You know, it's again, sometimes when it's, I don't want to speak for something I haven't read, but like it just feels like, you know, Silicon Valley, some of these properties where it's like they have no heart to it. They're like, oh, we tried something and we're done. You know, like because it's Google owns YouTube and it's all just this kind of, yeah. we tried. You <laughs> know, it didn't kind of work and, and sell the best off of the property. to kind of cut losses. I don't know. I've seen it. Uh, you know, many networks do the same thing. We just went through a manifest. You know, it's like, hey, they canceled it, and now it's the biggest thing. <laughs> Netflix so, has like, had in a long time. it's
1: crazy. I watched like the first like few episodes of Manifest when it came out. When I was like super into network TV, sure. Mainly when I was getting cable for free, working for a cable company, right? Exactly. And I was like, damn, I love this premise. But like, when you when you literally switch off of cable, you are no longer built. Your your metronome is no longer built. To week over week television. No. Right. It, it once that switch is off, it is so hard to build back on. And it's like Manifest now has this second life that it's migrated to Netflix. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, you know, what to watch next came on, manifest came on right at the bottom at the end of he's all that. It's yeah. like, damn, I want to get the manifest. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs>
0: They're reading your mind, bro.
1: They are, bro. (laughs) They're programming us. That's what they're doing. Exactly.
0: But what's funny is that I actually was like, oh, my wife might like this. We started watching it. I watched the first few episodes. I was like, ah, you can keep watching. She burned through the rest of it. I was like, well, I guess I'm not watching that show anymore. That's fine. I'm just done with (laughs) it now. That's good. And
1: that's the thing. I mean, you know, with us being married men and stuff like that, when our spouses start watching something and they move ahead, there's no realigning. Like, yo, it's done. That's your show now. Nope.
0: That's exactly (laughs) it. it. (laughs) <laughs> it happens all the time, man. Especially with this, you know, podcast schedule that I keep up with, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough to to stay in line. But also, I know you got really excited <laughs> when I told you off air. Say by the Bell, the whole <laughs> is coming to Netflix uh, starting in September, and it's not just you know the main show, man. It is everything which actually is the thing that i kind of really want to watch because i've watched those original episodes so many times now that like you you kind of are like hey what's up with the college years i haven't seen that in a minute and so they got everything they have the pilot like the good morning miss bliss first season stuff they got hawaiian style they got college years they got the wedding in vegas they got everything you'd want man so
1: listen everything like as long as we don't mess with the new class. That's the only thing that we don't mess with. Yeah, I don't care. The new class. Yeah, re- forget that. Yeah, you know. But like, give me what, what? was it? So was the summer season like their own dedicated season? Like, did it? Ha- was it a spinoff show that summer? You know, with um, what's her face from uh, Qu- Qu- uh King of Queens?
0: That whole Hawaiian style thing I thought was just yeah, like a short lived little That's what thing. I yeah, thought,
1: but I'm glad that it's, it's kind of its own thing. Hawaii. I think style, it's a like, movie. Isn't it a movie? I I could have sworn that there was a movie at the end, right? They might like maybe that epic episode when Zach. And I, I, those videos are so hilarious. Zach Morris is trash. Those yeah, movies, I
0: love that series. Or great, die. Oh my God, I binge watch those so much. <laughs>
1: Zach Morris is trash. Like, it is anybody out there who has not seen the Zach Morris is trash stuff. One, it's going to teach you about life in a way that you never thought. It should do it for almost every show. Give me one on Tim the Two Man Taylor. On one <laughs> hand, he's probably a really great dad. On the other hand, he's the worst possible neighbor in the world.
0: Absolutely. But, you know,
1: <laughs> but and i'm pretty sure what, what was the what was his neighbor's name uh tim's name wilson uh, wilson i'm pretty sure he's a serial killer uh <laughs> I,
0: I yeah yeah like the, I, they play like he's married but you never see her you never you see never anyone see else he's always well, right there it's like yes, yeah. always there yeah It's it's very creepy
1: Yes. Oh my God.
0: But yeah, I'm I'm excited to like turn on this stuff. I'm sure I could get the wife on board for that too, because she I think she did the whole rewatch and everything else. What's funny about the Zach Morris is trash? There's so many of these movies like a She's All That, where you could be like, these people are trash. Oh yeah.
1: And like, I, so I went back to watch the trailer of 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 She's All That, and I'm just like, there's so much magic in that thing and then on the other hand i'm like this is such a problematic trailer there's no way that that could be cut to today's standards and try to sell a movie
0: yeah (laughs) which which i guess we'll get to in a minute because i think that was kind of in mind when they made he's all that Mm. because they didn't do it exactly kind of note for note there's some stuff that's note for note but it's not exactly how it is but yeah yeah, man so like we can get there because that was kind of like the the nostalgia stuff man that's all hitting uh unfortunately there is bad news too like if you're a ninja turtles fan they moved that animated film uh back to 2022 (sighs) but the the 2d art looks kind of weird so i'm I'm, I'm, i need more time on that anyway (laughs) i guess i'll have to watch i think there's a show that uh has like a season or two just before take that what so. they're doing
1: in the master of the universe animation style to like, give me that with ninja turtles i'm fine
0: pretty much uh except you know don't like take like the main ninja turtle away oh, yeah, for like yeah, for yeah. a while don't put like no. hey here's Michelangelo. now he's gone for like 10 episodes <laughs> or whatever don't do that or something don't do that
1: season 10 is here butler double digits baby calm down i'm just excited to talk about our whole new slate of films this upcoming season We've got a Shakespearean adaptation set in the 70s in the world of fast food with Scotland PA. We're also taking on two sequels to highly popular films in U.S. Marshals and 2010, the year we make contact. But I know you're more excited about our third annual Forgotten Horror. It's my favorite time of the year, recording October episodes in the dog days of August. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
0: We've been kind of like circling this for a while. I'm glad you were able to make it on a gender swap remake of something that was already kind of a remake, you know, cause figure this, the original, she's all that is based on Pygmalion, which is the George Bernard Shaw play. And, you know, it's also, you know, Pygmalion, something that influenced, you know, a more famous film, my fair lady starring Audrey Hepburn. So it's w- weird. I was going through it with my wife and I'm like, yep. This is how we've ruined movies over time in real time. Like it's like <laughs> here's like an elite Pulitzer Prize-winning play. Here's an award-winning musical done by a uh, a, a legend in Audrey Hepburn, and then it's she's all that, and then hey. it's now he's all that. So it's like all right, we're kind of knows what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in that period. I I swore I I couldn't remember if Pygmalion was uh, Shakespeare because I uh, I'm not into theater as much as i guess i should be but i guess i i think i remembered it that way because of movies that was that 90s period where everything was fucking based on shakespeare Mm -hmm. you know uh 10 things i hate about you is taming taming of the shrew um you know even uh the guy who wrote this arlie fleming did another movie around that time like right after this called get over
1: it if you remember that Um, that sounds familiar. I think the nostalgia, the, like the nostalgia master inside me, is gonna like wake up in like ten minutes. and be Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it, that movie
0: was based on a mid number, midsummer night's dream. So apparently, this guy just ah. likes taking plays and updating them. Smart um, man. And, and actually, speaking of Arlie Fleming, the reason why I thought this might have a chance. Colby, and we kind of talked about it when we previewed it. The director of this film is Mark Waters. He did Mean Girls. He did the Freaky Friday update with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, which I enjoyed. So he's got a few like movies in that genre that really work. So it's like, okay, someone who knows what they're doing. And it's Arlie Fleming who wrote the original She's All That. So I was like, okay, so maybe somebody who gets it, if I liked A, I probably should like be.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> About that. <laughs> it's it's weird though, because it's not a straight gender swap like we were saying. It's a teenage girl this time setting out to give, as they put it, a nebbish classmate the ultimate high school makeover uh, and try to get him to be. I know. I thought that was a bit crude. I was like, you put that in the IMDb <laughs> description. That's interesting. <laughs> That's putting it right there. And I'm like, this guy wasn't that bad. He just kind of has a grunge look, I mean, or whatever, trying to... It's weird. Like, he's like... (laughs) He's dressing grunge, but he listens to, like, 70s punk icons, and I, I whatever that also didn't make a whole <laughs> lot of sense with she's all that oh so. there's a
1: whole lot more it yeah. don't make sense yeah but yeah
0: well i mean even in she's all that with Laney, Lain- yeah, laney is like yo oh she's like into this particular art and this whatever and then it completely just goes away <laughs> like mm-hmm. that whole yeah. art angle kind of like the photography thing here for the mm-hmm. most part like it kind of hangs on a little bit longer but like yeah the They do the same thing with the art one where it's like, it matters for five minutes. Then we're just going to be like, let's make this guy hot for 35 minutes. And then we'll come back. Oh, right. This is about art. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it is number one on Netflix right now. Uh, You know, so people are definitely watching it. I've seen every possible uh, (laughs) outcome in terms of what people's uh, temperature is on this film between people who are like, I loved it. I didn't, you know, they people were like, didn't know Rachel Lee Cook was in this. They were like, oh my God, like lost their minds. <laughs> I've seen memes uh, or gifs already of uh, my favorite part of the film, uh, Matthew Lillard as the principal yeah. uh, doing his dance moves. I've already seen stuff like that. So there's a, a whole campaign of stuff going on for a movie that has a below 5.0 on IMDb and a, and a 34 Metascore. So uh, rough. To analyze this one how'd you feel going into his buddy did you were you psyched did you have uh still some of those feelings or did you kind of see what was going on you're like i'm not into it
1: you know it's funny because uh this has been candyman week so yeah i saw the writings on the wall
0: yeah tough week um... for art for me by the way <laughs> watching <laughs> bob ross then going to Candyman, then rewatching yeah. <laughs> she's all that very weird experiences all across the board for art
1: absolutely and you know like I said, we were super duper excited for Love Not Guaranteed. Yeah. And I, I'm still with Rachel Lee Cook having a, you know, Rachel Lee renaissance. Sure. Except she's completely migrating away of everything that made her Rachel Lee Cook, which I'm fine. That's sure. a career choice. Um, And I guess my expectation was that this was going to be not just a remake. I really thought, oh, if she's back, this is a, you know, a, a sequel, you know? Sure. And it's so not a sequel. No,
0: <laughs> although they do like those little nods, like when they play the "Kiss Me" remix yes. or whatever. Like, I think I've heard this song before, or whatever. They, yeah. You know.
1: I guess, in my opinion, what was the point of even like trying to capture this? Like, you want the magic, right? Like, I think that's a beautiful thing about nostalgia is that you could find a way to be able to pave a um, to pave pave and craft a story for a younger generation, right? That still honors the previous source material that came from it. Sure, right. I can kind of take some, some of them characters to do something, you know, cool and and stuff to kind of feed me, you know, feed us, you and I, right. right? And then still primarily cater to this is, this is a Gen Z film. This is the most Gen Z film of Gen Z films that I've seen so far.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what that makes me because we were kind of talking uh, about (laughs) how, like, you know, I'm 39 right at the last year, like on the line of a millennial. And, you know, you're, you're very similar to me. Mm -hmm. uh, And, It's tough to watch this movie because I feel like, especially watching those two movies back to back, I did that on Saturday and I watched He's All That and She's All That back to back. And the thing that struck me the most was that the new one seems like a washed and sanitized version that lacks bite. Humor and personality, something that, you know, for better or for worse, you know, the 90s had in huge amounts and huge abundance. So it it was tough, especially when you know that this movie is written by the same person. So it's even weirder. So and I thought the gender swap thing didn't add any further perspective. Like, at least if you're going to do something updated, give me something that's more self effacing, maybe kind of wink and a nod to what was kind of maybe outdated about the old ones. Instead, I think it kind of sets up a whole new parameter of weird things that probably doesn't hold up (laughs) almost instantly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the one thing that's so unique, the fact that this is written by the same person, right? But, like, this is not just a gender swap. Like, this is a generational swap of a story, and you're still using the bones of what made that work, but it's coming from the same person, you know? So it's weird. Like, I would expect, like, there's been growth in me, that's changed my perspective on things. So this would have been an opportunity to be able to commentate on what happened. It's so weird when I say twenty years ago, I think of the eighties. I, I just I cannot. I not know think
0: of the I, 80s. it's hard not to shake that completely.
1: And we're, it, yo, it, that's almost forty something. It's almost forty years ago. It's, I know, you know it's, it's it's so weird, right? And like I'm only in my mid thirties. Yeah, but like. I thought that that could have an opportunity to kind of talk about the things of like, wow, you know, especially like when that's your work, you could be able to kind of like, you know, go back and, you know, critique things in like a really fun and meta way. For sure. And it did not do that, nor did it try to really be this meta commentary on the now either. No. It just kind of is.
0: Yeah. And especially if you're going to gender swap it, I thought that you could do so much when you're now seeing the female version of it and the female Mm -hmm. perspective of this that. It's almost like I wanted this writer to almost do it in tandem with a female voice to kind of yes. really kind of set things on its ear and to be, like I said, a little more self-aware of what mm-hmm. the old one was. And th- this is not what you get. And the, it,
1: the more it, it tries a little like there's th- there's one little. line of dialogue in the first act after the bed is consummated and you have our lead character kind of like, you know, on that first initial meet. Right. Right. This is like what she does. And like, oh, it's really cute, but it goes by so quick and it's never brought up again.
0: Well, so let me ask you, because you're a guy who who liked the original, right? Like, she's all that, you know, as part of, like you said, the Rachel Lee Cook time of your life that, you know, was a a fun memory. And so watching it as a 39-year-old versus I saw this clear – I remember it clear as day seeing this movie on a date in a movie theater, you know, having the full-on experience of what a movie like this can do. And watching it now, like I said, besides the fact that I actually – I like the fact that, you know, it was way harsher than a movie would be right now. And and in a good way. Like, I remember uh, noting that in the first 10 minutes, two girls go up to Lainey and try to convince her to kill herself so her (laughs) art will live on. Like, that she'll be like this legend. And I was like, that is humor (laughs) that is so 90s, but I love that. Like, as opposed to now, like I'm watching this movie. What's 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 the harshest thing that's done I don't in this know, movie? Bro. Like
1: everybody's so nice, even when people are supposed to be like really upset at each other, they're kind of sweet. Yeah, and I think that that's emblematic of just where generation like the. The generation has moved society like you clearly have somebody who's mad at somebody else and that's coming from courtney kardashian right <laughs> yeah and she's like displeased with her but at the end i love you i'm like right oh and <laughs> we're like you know we would have had like a jeremy piven character in the 90s we're like oh, i can hate you right i hope you die
0: <laughs> and there's so many things about commentary of trying to like kind of assess the instagram TikTok, kind of like social character in mm-hmm. this while also then not changing a bit of who she is, like, not, okay, maybe a little bit, maybe the yeah. obsession of it, but, like, she's still an influencer at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> and, and they can't go too hard because they oh. cast Addison Ray as your lead. What are they going to do, assassinate her character in the movie and just be like, all right, see you later? Like, what yeah. you, you can't do that? So They're this movie's kind of caught in between.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so I knew nothing of Addison Ray. Like, me neither. The name sounded familiar. And then obviously, okay, she's an influencer, right? And I know when you and I are kind of talking about, I'm like, man, I don't really know what that's going to do. And it's still very early. It's so funny. So on Clubhouse, you know, um, I worked with a couple of club rooms and we invited on an influencer to speak to old geezers like myself and you (laughs) about how the industry is changing. And oftentimes, what we're getting to in the series is finding out that, like, there is definitely shifts in the way that hollywood as an industry is you know kind of like you know looking at this right from a lens because hollywood is still very much old and influencers and things of that nature are still very very young yeah but they carry a lot of weight so they have power right and i had to kind of shift my folks essentially influencers are like what supermodels were back in the 80s and
0: 90s. Dude, I said the same thing to my wife. I said it is not fair in a way of how we characterize these people. Yes. It's like, oh, they're just attention-seeking this, that, whatever. It's like, who, who isn't in this business? It's entertainment. <laughs> yes. We just repackage yeah. it in different ways, and this is the newest version.
1: Yeah, Addison Ray is the Cindy Crawford. Addison Ray is the, you know, uh, any one of those, like those, you know, what late late teenage to like early 20s and that they, they just took up everything absolutely right? and the, the folks you know that were like so, like it sounded like how we were like. Oh, I don't understand this stuff. Get off my lawn, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, they said they don't have talent; they're just pretty faces. Yeah. Like I, it took me a hell of a lot of scrolls to get all the way down to her first TikTok, Addison Ray. Right. And she's doing nothing of substance, yeah. but it doesn't matter no. because ultimately, like they're her audience, they're just captivated by her. Now I can commentate and be like how she's culturally appropriating black dancers and content creators and stealing their stuff and really not doing anything, and she's pretty much just a. I have no idea how old she was at the time, but right now she's a very attractive, big tit white girl, and people <laughs> like that. And you know what? They've liked that forever. I loved it Topanga, Rachel to Rachel e. Cook, Jennifer Love Hewitt. So what am I complaining about?
0: <laughs> and I may have started following her on Instagram. So it's fine. It's all that's fine. It's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like
1: I, I remember the first time watching, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt in Sister Act Two. And then later in House Arrest, if you remember that Uh movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Whoa, Jamie Lee Curtis, man. And then ultimately to where I truly became the superman and can't hardly wait, where she was pretty much Lady Boggs before she was the opposite of Lady Boggs, you know. Um, But like just in that era, it's like, oh, it's absolutely like that Addison Rae is just the evolution of what those those young starlets were.
0: Right. And what I want to say before I, I get into a little bit more of the movie details, which, by the way, we're obviously going to spoil everything because who the hell cares about this? this, this you come here to kind of get the diagnosis of what this yeah. is. We're not going to be like, here are my thoughts and we'll see you next week. It's like, no, 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 let's get into it. But Addison Ray, the thing that surprised me about this movie, when I first read the description and who they cast and everything else, I was like, I can't see where this movie is going to succeed because they cast her because it's her first film. And that's a hard, hard thing to carry a movie when it's your first film. That's a hard thing to do. It wouldn't be exactly on her if she didn't work out. I mean, that's tough as a casting Mm -hmm. move. But I will say watching this movie, Colby, she ain't the problem. And in fact, I would say at times she saves this movie because she has so much bubbliness and charisma that this movie would have been even more bland than it gets at times if she wasn't in it
1: yo that was definitely the battle that i was having because she's no Freddie prince jr right no and if we're doing the gender swap she's that's who she's supposed to be right sure care. so she's got charisma in a very unique way right where as an actor myself when i'm looking at her give dialogue i'm like okay it's not great but it's definitely not bad yeah but also She's not offering anything to elevate the screenplay, and the screenplay is what it is. Sure, but there are definitely folks that are around her that are bad. Where she's like, oh, she's definitely the bright spot. Yeah, right? yeah. And, yo, she's got like she has this thing, so, like she has a specific look that's kind of like Brooke Shields, right? Yeah, it's kind of like bit. there's something about that, right? Well, it she's kind got, of reminds
0: know- me of that kind of TV commercial actress. Like yeah. a, uh, what's her name? Rebecca Gayheart or things like that. Mm. Like those types.
1: Cause she's not your, it's weird. She's not your typical, like, I'm, I'm trying to like, look at it. What's the girl getting out the water on robes. What's that? What's her Phoebe? Phoebe
0: Gates. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She's not that. No. Right. No, so no. she's not like this super busty, just like dr- dripping with sex appeal, you know, like it's, and I think that's because it's shot now. Like it's made now. Yeah. Like they purposely make her like she's. She's really kind and sweet. Yeah. Like she's not even like stuck up in this movie. So it's, it's sometimes kind of hard to buy. Right. But like she's like, you know, like what she isn't. She is not Rachel, um Rachel McAdams and Mean Girls. Sure. You know, so it's she's she's operating this very unique place. But she is she's good. Everything else around it. It's a little tough, a little stiff. It's, it's uh, a little stiff. That's a good term. Stiff, I like that.
0: Yeah. Like I said, stiff, bland. L- like it's just, it, like I said, it's washed
1: because. Yeah, it's th- so generic. There, I feel like, yeah. If c- there was a printing press, <laughs> like a, a, a 3D printer that could make a movie, it just like <laughs> pops it. That's exactly what this is. That's going on in the poster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're right. Though. I mean, it's, it's, it's all fair because what, you know, the one thing that I like I said I said before, like where if I thought the gender swap thing, I thought they could have done something bigger, especially in, in the modern age. But like if you literally take them head to head, what they do with Zack in the first one, like you said, uh Freddie Prince Jr. and 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 her as and Ray here, like it's it doesn't make any sense when I explained the differences to my wife, I was just like, cause I was trying to like figure out what (laughs) this movie is and, and how, why I felt the way I did. And she was like, Oh, well they made her more flawed than they did Zach in this one. And she's right. Uh, and cause they made her kind of, let's put it this way. And she's all that. Zach is basically this, you know, he's all personality. He's a class president. He's the one who gets cheated on. so And nobody really kind of says he's at fault of anything. No one ever says, like, their team, whoever. It just is like, oh, it sucks for you, man. That's about as uh, deep as they get, you know? Or (laughs) like, oh, you're not going to get someone as hot or something. That's about Mm -hmm. the the hardest thing you're going to say. Because it's a very bro-centric idea, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know. Forget her. I'm going to move on. I'm going to find this thing. And that's why the female version of this, it's like, oh, you can't do that. And, oh, we're, we're team the other person because who cares about you? It's always who's with the guy. Like, there's so much harshness on her, and and it makes it, you know, at a much weirder slant than Zach in the first movie. And then on top of it, like, yeah, she seems kind of – she's very nice, and, no. and all these things, but, like, there's, there's not much to her, like, and, and who she is as a person, this whole Instagram, you know, uh, influencer thing, is so shallow, or at least presented as kind of shallow, that none of that really existed for Zach, he was just you know, captain of the soccer team and, and class president and kind of and got into literally every single every Ivy League school. school. Yes. His big problem was that his dad wanted him to go to a specific Ivy yes. League school That and that he was scared of his future. That was his problem. Not the fact that he's making bets about <laughs> women or anything, uh, which is the whole premise of the movie, so we can't be that critical. But, uh, you know, th- this movie paints her a little bit differently, a little more shallow, a little more a flawed than yeah. Zach. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I would think the, her reasons for wanting to kind of like, cause ultimately she loses what almost a hundred thousand followers because she, you know, found her, her guy cheated on her. Right. right. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's weird because she looked kind of, you know, funny doing it. That, like that's also a bit odd. Yeah. But that's also emblematic of like the way that this generation is. It's weird. At some points, Gen Z is just like really emotionally mature. Like super immature at times, too. Right. Right. So but like, so like that was kind of interesting. Um, I wish that there was a bit more depth there. I, I think there were some more dramatic scenes, like, and it sucks that you get to the comparison thing. There was definitely more dramatic scenes that I got with Freddie Prince Jr. And he was able to kind of carry some emotional weight, you know, especially the way that he related to Laney's you know, Laney's brother, right? right? Um, that, that could have been an opportunity, you know, for um for Addison Ray to be able to do in this film and relating to
0: the little sister, Cam- yeah,
1: yeah, Cameron, Cameron's little sister, yeah. But you know, it, it's yeah, it's, they're definitely there's a lot more that could have been done with the gender swap that was left on the table, yeah. You know, Um, and this is still like it's, I mean, it's great. They're exactly the same time frame of movie, yeah. Sphere, you know, <laughs> so, um, but I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, it's and, and the whole thing, I I thought this presentation because it's it's weird in both regards in a way of like how they present how they go from here's the bet to now make the bet happen. Like yeah. at least in she's all that he tries to be like I have an art independent study like let me try to like be into something you're into she yes! just kind of like shows up places like <laughs> and this guy who's like at a horse stable by himself who are there no adults in this movie like there's so few that it's like very odd and the first movie was kind of like that too but yeah. but in this movie like no one works at the stables but this guy. No
1: one works at the school. There's like no. there's like a senior citizen who's a teacher on her cell phone yeah. that we see yeah. at like one beginning of the movie. There's another grandma. I think it's like Cameron's mom, grandma or whatever. Yeah, we don't see very many adults. I mean, Rachel Lee Cook is barely in this movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at least she's like at the very beginning. So,
0: But in retrospect, I, I when I remembered She's All That in my head before I rewatched it, I thought very vividly, very fondly about Kevin Pollack. As like you know, Lainey's father and that yeah. kind of connection. Some of those talks that they have and who he represents and all that. Like this one. Okay, so it's a grandmother. <laughs> she's barely <laughs> conscious. Like you know, she's kind of <laughs> just there. And then he talks about the sad story about his family, bro. What the fuck? Your mom <laughs> gets into a plane crash. Your dad just drops you at your grandma and goes, goes to Europe, to and you're not pissed off?
1: Like wh- what? What? What are we doing here? This, this guy sends you Swedish doorstops, and like somehow he's like th- he's a very well put together young man. Keep in mind, Addison Ray's character, Paget. What a name. Right. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. All right. Yeah.
1: Um, She wakes up at 715 in the morning to, you know, kind of get all glammed up, you know, for school and stuff like that. Yeah. Presumably Cameron is at the horse stables even earlier and I'm trying to remember why he chose horses. This guy's and into all it everything. was just
0: he liked horses. That was literally the horses, only yeah. example they made. That he was he mad takes his when sister. He unicorns weren't real.
1: Yeah, he takes his sister to Taylor Swift concerts. He likes horses, karate, Kurosawa. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's what a guy. I, I don't know.
0: I, I don't get him. I, he doesn't I seem to be like anyone I know for sure. Uh, no, not at all. And he's really into photography. At least that kind of like was nice. The whole like his mom gave him the yeah. camera. So it's like something. True. But man, is that short lived. And it, it's probably one of the only impactful things when he like has the fight at the, you know. At the pool at party. the 20s, you know, theme party and then has to go get it and storm off. Like that actually works. Because yes. there's some heart to it. Everything else yeah. doesn't really have much of a pause. Oh, I forgot he's
1: a martial arts expert, but he's a pacifist. Which
0: they needed to put in, right, because he's yeah. in Cobra Kai. Let's, like, have him <laughs> kick someone's ass by doing yes. real martial arts.
1: So, I love how everybody in this film, and I was like, yo, this guy can apparently sing too. And you know it's an Addis atmospheric film, so we have to get her singing and dancing in this film. Right. So, yeah. All
0: right, I want to talk about two main things that were staples of the first movie, that are in the second movie, but boy, (laughs) swing and a miss, sort of. Uh, And and you can argue for both, but two things really stuck out to me. So this movie is a hinge on a bet, right? And the stakes in both movies are criminally stupid. But at least the first movie, it's cheeky and fun. The Mm -hmm. second one, I was like, this is so, what's a good word? meaningless eye rolling just like uh, like I said it, it kind of speaks to how it's not self-effacing So in the first movie for to refresh everybody's memory when Zach loses the bet quote unquote loses because he still gets the girl so it's like you're right you lost this whole big thing where you like take a person's emotional state in your hands they did over a bet where you have to get naked at graduation yeah okay. you literally tried to ruin another person's psyche by like making a human being into a test or a bet or whatever you want to call it. And that's what is the big aha here. Okay, fine. That's the first movie. The second one somehow makes it dumber (laughs) because not only, so the stakes end up being that she loses the bet by getting the tattoo or the word loser, on her body to forever be a loser
1: now you know what's crazy we don't know that till the end of the movie because what- i had to go back because i thought wait a minute whoa what are the stakes of this bet yeah because our, our alden what a name bro all alden- the names in here
0: are just criminally weird <laughs>
1: they're so dumb yeah alden says that we need to make sure that you're forever a loser and we don't ever know how that is till the end of the movie we see you're getting a tattoo She says, i don't watch on a bet And then I had to go back even further. Yes, folks, I watched the movie twice for you guys. (laughs) And literally, they say, oh, the bet, you know, the bet that we always wanted to make. I know. This is what I'm saying. You had
0: this unspoken (laughs) bet that you've talked about forever, and it's about (laughs) a tattoo of loser on your body like this is an episode of Jackass. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? That's fourth grade shit. I'm like, sure, you probably have been talking about it since you were 10 because it's dumb. It's a 10-year-old concept <laughs> yeah. of a of a stakes. And then yeah. here's the thing though. It's painfully ironic because she's on <laughs> a European vacation or whatever that she can <laughs> <She's> afford <embarrassed. laughs> with her new hot boyfriend that she won back, you know, had this triumphant thing, and they're both getting tattoos like it is the least loserish thing that you can make it out of everything yes. and yeah. here's the thing kobe because here's the actual thing and it kind of works the same way in the first movie the stakes are really just how conniving your fucking friends are man like yeah. so Alden is kind of the Paul Walker, but she is way more devious somehow. Yeah. Because she's like, no, no, no. I planned everything, I planned you catching your boyfriend and getting it on video. I planned, so I planned your whole breakup. Him coming
1: to, yeah, him coming to the uh, the other best friend's, you know, birthday party. Yep. Him coming to my party yep. and all this stuff. Like, she is much, worse. Like, it's crazy. Paul She's Walker the was Joker, the dif- dude. She's yeah. like next level. <laughs> she really, really is. I mean, Paul Walker, his character was like the definitive douchebag, which is great for the 90s and stuff like that, but he's kind of lovable too. you never love this girl. Dude,
0: he's like, super supportive for like most of the movie yeah. and then just takes it advantage of how the fallout was
1: yeah because like you know he kind of saw like it was really easy and like he like he he got this babe like here 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 goes you know steve they like get all the stuff where like he ends up getting you know not well he had he already dated like the most popular girl ends up getting another girl who then becomes popular so that like it was like this organic jealousy yeah. that was bore out yeah her and like all of alden's motives just seem so like trite and just really weird it's like you know well things change <laughs> all, all right like
0: yeah it makes no sense. There's no rhyme or reason. It it almost is like, were you ever friends? Yeah. And then her other friends don't do much either. Nah. Which, by the way, quick aside, because I I purposely brought up the the 1920s party and and the fact that it you know is really insensitive. Uh, if you think about it, for a movie that should be again, it's a newer movie. It should be more inclusive. 1920s, no good, bro. If you're trying yeah. to include m- minority people of any race, let alone uh, in, this
1: blacks. is a pretty diverse and, cast too.
0: In a way, there's yeah, one really- half black character. She's the person throwing the party, which is unbelievable <laughs> in retrospect. To an have
1: old white guy, an old white guy wrote it. So, <laughs> but this is my point,
0: point. and that's why yeah. you needed. If you're going to do a fresh perspective, True. I, like in a way, I was like, okay, it makes sense. Maybe if they did what you said, where we're going to have mm. a Rachel Lee Cook sequel where maybe her daughter's going through some problems but it's fed yes. through the prism of you know maybe like oh we heard back in the day you lost like you were a bet you know like or how you and dad met is a bet and you brought back yeah. like Freddie Prince mm-hmm. Jr. and everything else or whatever which Gosh. by the way no nothing no nothing. no anybody else except for Matthew Lillard but um wh- the not ref- even
1: usher cameo like, I know
0: I don't understand well <laughs> so we're we're talking about a lot of people here when I watched the last movie i was like oh it actually is representative of of la in a way because yeah who do we got classics duley hill my man yeah usher gabrielle union little kim Kim. (laughs) yeah like there are more black people in five minutes in she's all that than there is the entirety of he's all that and they throw a goddamn party that is excluding the thought of black people in the, or the time period where it was even harder. Like my, my buddy, Sean Murray, shout out to my buddy, Sean Murray, who uh, is doing a joke right now about how black people can't time travel. And it's totally true because you can't like, if you went back, you know, a few weeks, it'd be like, well, it was probably better today. Like you can't even do that. Like it's rough out there, man. But to literally go back a century, fuck off.
1: (laughs) yeah man i mean it, it's it, it's it's wild the the bet is just uh, and you and you know what i didn't even get the same thing and they tried to because i think it's such a classic line delivery from laney inside the og film when she finds out that she is a bet yeah it's like a bet am i a bet am i a
0: fucking bet yeah and they and it did it so good beat for beat in this one yeah. yeah
1: and it it but it lacked punch
0: it did know? because and, you know you don't feel as much as like the rug is pulled out
1: yeah and, and i will say this Maybe it's hard for a guy to get mad at a hot girl that he's a bet. Like, all right. I mean, I got the second base. <laughs> Bet me again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, you know, the young sister had a point where it's like, dude, take the win. Like yeah. you have the hottest girl. To... And, and I think that's where it can probably be hard with the gender swap because it's not going to be hard for a guy, for you as a like this, the hottest chick, you know, on campus right. to convince a guy to like, you know, and he wants to come off as so, so above it all. Like what's his thing? He says, I'm the fountain of truth in a world full of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You really dug that out your ass uh-huh. guy. <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. Like, i guess when daddy left it scarred him a lot
0: so for sure but that's that's another point when i when i watch she's all that too they start the movie with laney yeah so like this movie is all about starting with who you know addison ray's character is and and paget and all her the the TikTok and the instagram stuff, like all that stuff in the world all that stuff was way more important than setting up who they were gonna rip to shreds you know and and I think that's what she saw that did right one thing though I, I before we get like way in the weeds or whatever because and even though this thought is terribly in the weeds dude the first movie I remember it being weird but it doesn't play as weird in the second movie. What the fuck with the dance offs, dude? Like, so, <laughs> oh, so the, the first theme. movie that was like an <sighs> iconic thing, but it also yes! made no sense then, like where it just kind of happens out of nowhere. But uh-huh. at least it's Fat Boy Slim, and at least yes. like it's actually kind of well done. But it also mm-hmm. is painted like, hey, everybody, we taught you this dance, like they prepared it That's in some thing. way. You and, it was, and you had a character
1: driving it, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you had, you had like the, the biggest, you know you know, pop star in the world at that time, kind of like choreographing this entire thing. And because he sprinkled throughout the film as kind of like the narrator of this story. Yeah, his character makes no sense. I'm like,
0: dude, do you even go (laughs) here?
1: (laughs) No, he doesn't. But then again, it's like at the same time, we try to, what, I did not know that that was Matthew Lillard till like halfway through the movie where he kind of makes a little aside, like, Oh, that's Matthew Lillard as I guess the principal. He's never introduced as such, but whatever. Yeah, well, until he,
0: Um, yeah, he does intros, but yeah. Yeah.
1: It's weird. So like when Addison gets up to the dance, right? And, and it sucks. I keep calling her Addison, but there's not very much difference between who Addison Ray and is Padgett. and who Padgett is. Yeah. They're pretty much the same person, for right? For sure. So when she gets to the dance and her friend's like, we need you for the dance. I was like, I almost forgot that there was a dance. Cause right. yeah, she she does dance. Right. Like we have Cameron say that, oh, aren't you on the dance team? And I'm like, oh, there's a dance team? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I guess there's going to be a battle. One, it is shot." awfully right awfully. when you go back when you go back and watch the original one it's like a music video yeah because it's like it's like hey dance club come to the dance floor yeah it's like so it, it, he really tried to justify why there was this thing yeah and also it was the late 90s we just had dance offs all the time yeah. so th- that made much more sense. <laughs> i had
0: one last week yeah <laughs> I mean, there we go. brought you the old crew saying? back man let's do and, it
1: like I said, fat boy slim versus i have no idea what song nope they were dancing to not even a, and a little bit Why does Cameron's best friend start dancing? No idea.
0: No idea. And none of it makes sense. It it has a lot of people that you never even knew, at least with because there were so many little characters and she's all that. You can kind of like pick a few of them out and be like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. this is kind of, it makes sense. There's a dynamic. There's something that adds here. But man, it is so bad in this movie that I was just like, oh, it couldn't get any dumber. (laughs) I was just so put off by it. And then, like, because Matthew Lillard, I think, says on stage, like, it's that time when we have this tradition for some reason. Exactly,
1: A little bit of like meta to it, yeah, right? Yeah, a little like, bit. Here we go. Uh, well, that's
0: why I said I think he's by far the best thing yes. in this movie because it oh, actually had a pulse because yes, he yeah. actually was doing jokes. He, yes. he did the fun dance thing. Like, Oh,
1: the, the thing with the DJ. Like, yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. That, it was oddly placed. That probably should have happened like right as we got to the dance. He was in right? a like,
0: different movie than everybody else. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in a good but, like, way. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that's the movie that I thought I was going to get. I know. Give me Brock Hudson as like the, you know, the failed MTV, you know, you know, wannabe personality yeah. who ends up having to go back to the school that's extra because they, and he's now the jump- gym teacher or something. Yeah. Didn't he throw up in Taylor Vaughn's shoe in the limo? something
0: like that i forget so I, thought, yeah. I thought he
1: i thought they took the joke from that so it was like this kind of weird place where it was operating but like yeah he's definitely the best part of the movie and that's more of the movie that i wanted actually everything that happens with him and then when kiss me starts playing i mean granted the line it's a was terrible
0: done. remix by the way
1: yeah oh that it's it's really bad they should have done something so much better but you know it is what it is yeah. right i was like oh there's something that's very playful and is making me feel the nostalgia, which is enti- bringing me in because yeah. right now this movie is only made for a very specific audience that I don't belong to.
0: I will tell you from the promposal where like the reveal happens all the way to probably when Matthew Lillard's in, I couldn't care less. Couldn't well, care less I about know, any I can, of it. I, I
1: don't even know what happened. I have no idea why the boy came back on a horse. Couldn't remember it.
0: No, and all it is is because the sister met him at the stable where he happened to be at night. In a fucking horse stable. And also they can use him literally riding up on a horse to prop. And in front of no one.
1: Just her. Yo, it also, it shot so bad because it he's is. coming from the opposite direction that she's coming from. Yes. Which is away from the car with the tow truck with the horse thing in the back. Yes. And I'm like, where the fuck were you, my guy? Nothing <laughs> makes sense. You know, like, it's like, wait, were you live? Did you watch the live stream? No, because I have like a Nokia phone. Right. So where were you? You know. Wherever the director told me to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look it up. My wife actually said to me, she's like, was it shot during the pandemic? Like, did it get all messed up? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I have to look that up. But, you know, there are a bunch of excuses you can make for this movie. But yeah. I think a lot of it was probably on the page or in the in the room, oh, you yeah. know, trying to-, yeah. trying to figure this movie out. Because I did. I don't feel a lot of chemistry in the leads. I didn't feel mm-hmm. a lot of momentum in the story. It just, it really doesn't sit. In the same way of anything, the charisma, any of the character stuff that I remember, you know, but I also will say I am 39 now. Back then I was 17. So it's very different. You know, when you're on a date and you're watching this and you're doing the whole thing and you're in a movie theater, it's a lot different experience. But, man, this fell flat.
1: You know, it's crazy you see that in a movie theater. I think there's a magic to like watching a film like this as a teenager at the theater when that was a part of the life. Yeah. The toughest thing that I've tried to contend with with m- using a TikTok influencer, an IG influencer in a movie is that these young kids don't watch movies like how we watch movies. Right. Right. So I didn't really know how much of their appeal is going to be because these kids digest Addison Rae in 30 to 60 second bite-sized clips. Yeah. Yeah. And this is 90 minutes yeah. of like, yeah, it's just all her, but that's a we're. I'm trying to digest you in a very different way to a movie that I probably never heard of. Right. That really this movie is not connected to in really any way at all. Yeah. So it's not hooking my parents in to kind of watch with me and make this like a family movie. Sure. Like this isn't a family film, you know? Right. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I asked my eight year old, like, do you, she likes it. But like, because she likes watching YouTube clips and also she's the daughter of a film critic. So I think like, <laughs> she's trained to watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> You know, in this instance, yeah, yeah. You know, she gave it She gave it an eight out of 10. And, and she's like, daddy, well, did you like it? I said, well, no, but she's like, you should give it, you should give it at least a six out of 10. So she kind of, she knows because she's my kid, like what I'm looking for. Sure. So like, there wasn't anything that was there. But, but it's, like, it's one of those things where if I try to go back and like watch those two things to my kid, She's not. She's not really gonna like. I guess it's it's similar enough, right? So it makes sense, right? Well, but we I said just,
0: that I, when we first heard about this movie, we were like, "Who's watching this?" Because the time is too far in between. So if you and I are like, "Hey, Rachel Lee Cook and and Matthew Lords come back too," let's give this a chance. Who am mm-hmm. I sitting down and watching this with? Like, because exactly. if the movie's focused on the teen, I don't have a teen. I have a I have a seven uh, six year old and a five year old like it's it, it it doesn't work you know yeah. so in the same way you're like I have an eight year old it's like well that's probably a little early but it really yeah, is you know, <laughs> especially if there's <laughs> like it, making out like you said going to second base yeah, whatever and,
1: and I'm and I'm happy that this movie isn't very it's not hypersexual, which I it's think not. is it was but in a way that's right? not
0: seventeen year olds life it also has no yeah. shots of them in the school. Like, it felt like they weren't <laughs> at school. It's so, like, at least, like... And I got to
1: be honest, for the kids at this school, that school seems like a really step down. Like, this shit <laughs> drives to school in a Lexus, and the school that was in the 90s looks way better than this school. And yeah. it's the... Every name in this movie is dumb. It's called Cali High School. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah, You could have dig up some dead president or like, you know, (laughs) or anybody to be able to do, like, come on, bro. Like name it like, you know, like all the, all the high school names in the nineties are great. Eastlake high sweet Valley high. Like it's great. This is called Cali high school.
0: Yeah. It's very, like I was saying, it's very on the surface and nothing, nothing is deep. Everything is washed. Everything is sanitized. Nothing matters. There's no like, and they're like, Oh, we have all these Easter eggs of the old one, but I'm like, yeah, but I didn't, Feel like i was watching even a remotely same movie and why do
1: i need easter eggs when i have laney fucking boggs in the movie make her be laney yeah give me give give me some dumb reason as it was so funny because when the movie opens up and i'm like okay great and then i see yo that's rachel cook all right where's her boo at like why is she talking about working at the hospital whoa she was supposed to be an art scientist what happened to Lady, bro? Right. Oh, she's not Lady. Right. Like, as a matter of fact, she has, I don't think she has a name in this entire movie. But let me. I want to look up her credit. she was just credited as mom, bro. That's a
0: that's a good question. I don't think I remember. But here's the thing: this is the biggest crime of the whole movie is that you brought back the signature person from the last one, and you did nothing with her. You know, like the one little tongue in cheek thing she does at the prom, where it's like, I think I've heard this song when Kiss Me comes on, and. She, she doesn't have a life. She's not a person. Like, she's barely a parent. Like, she has, like, one scene where she has to do some parenting. One, maybe two. And
1: it's and not... Pro- like, probably bad parenting where you have, like, well, I guess she's 18 or whatever. But, I mean, you have essentially a minor paying her bills. Like
0: Yeah, but <laughs> like that's- think about that, Colby. She's listed as poor in this movie. The same way they characterize Lainey, right? Yeah. Lainey in the first one, her dad owns his own business. They have a house with a pool in the back. She's like she wants for nothing. that is yeah. not poverty, man. that is not, not nothing, at all. but in this movie, they really make it a point to say that she's poor. Her mom's a nurse who works a shitload of hours. She should be able to afford anything. I have multiple nurse people in my life who make six figures and live very comfortably. It's like yeah, uh that's <laughs> especially how you know she's in her probably forties in this movie, probably yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got a career. That She makes plenty of money. Yes. <laughs> also, did they mention where her dad is? Are they divorced? No, not at all. That's right. That's it.
1: Yeah, he's in Florida. That's right.
0: Oh, right. That's right. Yeah,
1: so what about, so I mean. So poor, she's getting alimony. alimony? Yeah, alimony or, or like child support checks or something like that. And plus, not to mention, her daughter has a million followers on whatever a gram that, you know, they, they won't yeah, say. Yeah, They'll sure. Say, okay, they will say every other name in this movie. KFC, pizza. This movie is loaded with product. About money, homie oh my gosh bro the, the, my guy comes in with the doritos bag front and center and will not let it go yeah like he's got to keep <laughs> that thing face up with the most perfectly orange and triangular dorito chip ever yeah right uh, Like, hey let me grab some kfc before we go like back home right I mean, she's, the chick is eating the bucket of kfc <laughs> in the back of the car uh, i mean it is it is bold with all the marketing in this film but like it's just it's so weird that like he doesn't, the dad doesn't get brought up. Right. Yeah. And also um, with her million Instagram followers or whatever they're supposed to be, she's making thousands of dollars a week. Yeah. That's insane. And she's got to be, I doing mean, it could be real. Obviously. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. That- no, I mean, but, hey, I've seen I've, I know what some of those checks look like. Yeah. And the one thing about these Generation Z kids is that like if they don't have to go to college, they won't. You don't know why? Because they're incorporated before they're 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my guy who's opening up, you know, gifts on YouTube, making twenty seven million dollars a year. You think he's going to college? Nah, he's not, bro. No. He's going to own the college.
0: Yeah. And if any, yeah, any of that money is just going to get reinvested where he doesn't have to work a day in his life at, <laughs> yes. at worst.
1: You know, But you know she was so scared because you know they were calling her what bubble face. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh my god! I lost a hundred thousand followers. Uh, my life is over. So I guess that is something that's like a you know a big thing for kids nowadays. Yeah. Right? Like losing followers, but that wasn't played up enough where I could feel any weight, and that's what's propelling her to really see this bet through. Because ultimately, you just you recognize that your friend's a dirtbag. So like yeah, uh, I, you know, I- and
0: so is your boyfriend. Why do you care about any of that? <laughs> yes. Move on. Like uh, yeah, I lost the bet. Fine. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I will get that tattoo tomorrow, son. Like if you yeah. if you catch feelings, stop. Stop yeah. already. So, I don't know, man. Uh like I said, there there's a lot to kind of you know, shrug at. There's a lot to be like, what the fuck about? <laughs> there's yeah. a lot to But like
1: I really wanted to like it. And I I, did. I, and- I like how Netflix, it's such a unique studio and the fact that like You know, we had they had their blockbusters. They have their like, you know, their 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 awards darlings, things like that. And then it operates in this space to kind of reach very different audiences. But I, it's weird the way that they choose because this is a Netflix like this wasn't like an outside production company that then shot the Netflix acquired it. Like no, this is Netflix saying, hey, we want to make this movie, and it looks differently from the other movies that like this. Like you know, this does not look as well shot as to all the boys I love before. Right. And there's something that I find very jarring about that. Like it's night and day to the cinematography in the third, you know, to all the boys movie right. to this. And I don't know why when this, I would assume which should be as big because you have a star like Addison Ray in it.
0: Yeah. Or even, uh, I don't know if Rachel Lee cooks a producer on this. I thought she was, I thought she was like an executive producer mm. too, where it might, you know, cause I thought she had like a, a possible deal with Netflix too, mm. um, which I'd have to look up. I should have done that. That's on me, but I would say, you know, I think it's just the stakes here. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about stakes this whole time. You know, to all the boys, the first one, you know, it was kind of a miracle—the fact that it worked. But yeah. the getting these sequels, they progressively got you know nicer to look at and and yeah. kind of like really cinematic if you think about yes. it. Um, and that's because. A, they changed directors to a guy who True. does more elevated horror stuff and all these other things. So, so it's a very different fit, you know, Michael Feminari. But, like, you know, same like Kissing Boots kind of looked the same all the way throughout. This was closer True. to that. Um, it was. Except, you know, again, those got bigger budgets because they were a massive success after the first one. So, you know, if this one was a massive success and had even a little bit better scores, you might see sequels. But True. I don't know if they're going to, even with it being at number one, and even with a lot of eyeballs, I don't know if they're in the game of moving forward this. Because
1: there's not a lot of legs,
0: right? Like, no. what do you do? You know, yeah, do you- I,
1: have, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know how you would spawn off a sequel. And there's no character that stands out. Like, I mean, I will say, it was kind of cute seeing that, you know, the, the love play out between, you know, the two best friends, right? Right. Um but they're not worthy enough or likable enough to kind of get their own No, I mean, no. We already have those type of characters already in like another Netflix show. So I yeah. don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to do something with the sister like they are with Two All the Boys. I think they're taking yep. Kitty and making her into a show, you know, yep. like something like that. So- this doesn't have enough. There's not enough here, man. Uh, in a way, I, I did kind of almost want to start with an apology when we did, but <laughs> in a way, you started all this, so I'm gonna put this yeah. squarely on you, sir. Uh, that we're Listen. going through this, but hey, it's August, bud. <laughs> it's, it is, man. We're going into a, a sucker holiday sucker weekend. I'm for
1: nostalgia obviously so like i mean it's gonna take very little for them to be able to reel me in next time with something else i don't know yeah. what that something else would be but you know they'll tap into it they're probably listening to this podcast right now thinking hmm what can we do this time around They're do- to appeal to andrew and colby they're
0: doing a uh hispanic remake of wizard of oz w- called rainbow is that doing anything f- for you <laughs> wow yeah
1: it better not be with Lynn Manuel Miranda. No, no, no. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think we've had a little bit of a enough uh, with this. We are
1: Lynn Manuel Miranda out, guys. Yeah.
0: Vivo <laughs> was fine. Moving it on. Vivo was great. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, who watched it? I did. I, I did. Yeah. And you
0: have an eight year old. You know damn well you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what else are we doing, right? That's true. But good to see you, man. Glad to yes. to have you back on. Uh we talked off air, like I will have you <laughs> in something to kind of take this taste out of both our mouths, but specifically you, uh, coming up soon, man, because you know, we got a bunch of stuff we've been previewing lately, a lot of Oscar stuff. Uh the Starling and the Guilty just kinda had trailers. So we're starting that kind of award season nice. stuff coming down the pike. You know, we'll probably get trailers soon for for bruised or or longer trailers for Where the heart of the harder hell is they Red
1: fall. Red Notice, bro. Where's Red Notice? I know.
0: We're we're going to see it, man. I think they're waiting for, you know, uh the right time when there's kind of a lull in the schedule which, you know, we're coming up on it, man. So yeah. I expect to probably at least a teaser for that in a few weeks. Because if we're already getting a trailer for Power of the Dog and that's December 1st, we're going to mm-hmm. start seeing it now.
1: We got Oh, you know what I'm thinking? Hold on. Thursday, September 9th. Cowboys versus Bucks, yeah. Red Notice trailer. Uh, that makes too much sense.
0: Your lips to God's ears, man, so I can have something to talk about <laughs> a substance here. Actually, that would make even more sense because the yeah. next day, Kate comes out. So it's like this whole action ah, weekend yeah. for Netflix. They'll, they'll go crazy with it. They'll probably even have like a whole, like The Rock introduces mm-hmm. Kate or something, you know, whatever, <laughs> like yep. over the weekend. You could totally see it, you know. because. But good to see you, man. We will have you Thank on you. something, you know, hopefully a little more prominent, a little more fun, a little better quality uh, going <laughs> forward. But um, maybe w- now that we're taking a break from Monroe Miranda, maybe uh, RLC, maybe not jump the next time we see her pop up in a thing. <laughs> I we'll- think we're-, we're gonna we're gonna stay
1: just uh, right where we are. We're gonna we're gonna sit down for that
0: one. Yeah, we'll take a breath because uh, this movie was not all that. Yes, I said it. It had to be said at some point. Be silent, be still, be great, man. I love you, buddy. Take it easy. All right. right, that is our show for this week. Thank you so much to Colby Mack for being our guest on this show. You can check out Colby on all the socials at Colby Told Me. Uh, You can also check out past episodes of his podcast, Colby Told Me. And you can check out his guest appearances on podcasts like Minorities Report Film, Um, that I know I just listened to him uh, do Candyman on that podcast. If you just checked out that movie that came out over the weekend, I know I did, and I enjoyed that conversation he had. So be sure to follow Colby. He is great. And last but not least, shout out to OK and the Night Crew. Uh, I love the new song that we have up front. It's so good. I, I heard them release a lyric video on Facebook. So go follow them on Facebook. Okay. in the night crew and their new song, the poor surgeon, which is the song that I now will be putting at the front and probably the end of each episode. So thank you so much to them for, for letting me use the song. And I hope you guys dig it. Let me know on our social media stuff. Uh, respond to us. Be like, Hey, love the new opening. Uh, You know, it it took so much for me to not have uh, the same opening I've done literally since the beginning of this podcast. This is episode like 131 or something. So change is hard, Uh, but I I really dug kind of the energy of it. So let me know what you think and uh, come back next week and we'll have more Netflix original movie news for you. See you then.